Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing out there this evening? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors, and I hope you guys are having a great day. This is the first episode of season 13. I am so proud of myself for doing this for 13 seasons. It's been almost two years. Can you guys believe it? I, I am so happy, and so I, I just love talking about scary movies and inter intertwining that with my faith. So I, I um so yes, this is a Christian horror movie podcast, but we I mean we, we talk about horror movies all the time. So so there you go. A and tonight I have a great guest list, and we have a newbie with us tonight too, guys. Uh, Miss Ingrid Hubert is with us tonight. Everybody. Yay! And Mr. Richard Moylan is here tonight. Hello. And the newbie of the night, or newbies of the night, is Mr. Chris Nucera and his wife, Mr. Chris Nucera, and his wife, Miss Laura Nucera. Hi, guys. Yes, I'm so glad you guys are, are here, and I'm so glad you guys um, are, are willing to talk about the stand, all of you guys. And we are missing one person who is, uh, he's sick tonight, guys, Mr. Matt Latz. But hopefully he could join us tomorrow and next week also, because the, because the stand is so long, I wanted to... Uh, uh, to do it in segments. You know, um, we have the plague, which was the first segment, the dreams, which is the second segment, the betrayal, which is the third segment, and then finally the stand, which is the fourth segment. So you'll you'll hear all of our voices Thursday, Friday of this week, and then Thursday and Friday of next week. So but um uh it's going to be a great, great discussion. So guys, what do you guys think of the stand? And uh, uh, Mr. Chris and Miss Laura, since you guys are new tonight, we'll start with you guys. What do you guys think of the stand? Well, uh, the stand to me is one of my favorite of all time. And uh, I absolutely love the book. Uh, the miniseries when it came out in 94, I Hoping it was good, and it was very happy. Oh, yes. It was great. Mick Garris is one of the best directors. He's one of my favorites. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited about, about it. Yes. And, Miss Ingrid, how about you? How, how do you feel about the stand? Uh, I'll tell you what. This brings back to the because I read this back when I was like, I How about you? How do you feel about the stand? 
I loved it. Uh, the stand, uh, I'm, I'm with uh, Chris on this. Uh, it's, it's probably my favorite Stephen King story. Along with, oh yeah, mine you know, too. That, that and eleven twenty two sixty three are like neck and neck as far as my favorite King stories. Um, I love the book. I've read it six times. Um, I love the I love the miniseries. Uh, I, I told you earlier, even my mom hated horrible. <laughs> loved it. She watched all four nights and loved it. Yes, it great story. Uh, great characters. A lot of suspense, a lot of, a lot of horror. And, yeah, you know, of course. You know, terrible, <laughs> horrible things happen. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's it's absolutely one of my favorite stories ever. I love how they uh, utilize everything. You know, they um, they took such advantage of everything that was in the movie like um uh new york new york city and uh even vegas and um even uh 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 where uh where we meet nick Andrews, uh prison cell you know even then yeah you know that they used everything and they used it to their advantage and i love how um I, I love the cast. You know, uh, you, we have, um, uh, look, uh, Gary Sinise, you know, and, yeah. and then we have uh, Rob Lowe and and uh, Molly Ringwald and, you know, just it's Miguel yeah, Ferrer, Ferrer, you know. <laughs> I mean, just a, a top-notch, yeah. you know. Yes. Uh, just a top-notch uh, cast list all around. Right. And uh and like we said, the stand was um a mini series on television. Um it came on ABC, I believe, and uh it was a four night thing. Uh and yes. The only way you could do that book justice is to yeah. uh, yep. it on some miniseries of multiple parts like that. That's the only way you could have done it. Yes. And can I just tell you tell you that I really think that they could have done two more nights of it and that would have really done the book I would, justice i would have really enjoyed two more nights yes i think well i think they could have used those two more nights but we'll talk about that in and in, in, uh in a later segment <laughs> yeah. but uh well, for now, we'll move on to the questions. Uh, who was your favorite uh, character in the stand? In, in the first segment, we're only going to uh, discuss the first segment tonight. So the um, the plague. Who was your favorite character in part one? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask somebody. <laughs> well, Chris, since you're the newbie tonight, you can go first. Oh, I, I, I was thinking about this, and, and I have to say, Stu is my favorite character mm -hmm. in, in yeah. this in this in this uh, segment. Guy really takes charge. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't take he, he doesn't take any crap from anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that guy who came to get him at the house 
to get get oh, your arm, yeah. get your arm, get your get your hands off my arm. Yeah, it's like you better get your hand off my off my arm off. Yeah. yeah, you gotta feel bad for him. But what happens to him in that? You know, well, we'll get to that later. But yeah, right. And he escapes it all. But um, you know, he he was. I I guess he would have, he would have to be my favorite. Uh, when when we get to the end of all this, I I do have a favorite. Uh, another character that's favorite of. Oh yeah, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Right. But right now, it's Stu. Right. I I feel you on that, Mister Chris. And uh, uh, Richard, how about you? Who was your favorite character in the stand, the play? Uh, it was Stu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stu uh, Redman is probably my favorite uh, hero in all of uh, the Stephen King's books. Um, he's, he's my favorite character, showed a lot of courage. Uh, Gary Sinise, a uh, great actor. Yes. Absolutely nailed it. And you, you um, know, at that time, Gary Sinise was I, un, unknown. Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I don't think anybody did until Forrest Gump, because for, he did Forrest Gump a year after this, didn't he? Yeah. 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 I, 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 they had, Lieutenant yeah, Man. They were talking about that. There's, there's there's in, in part one that I absolutely love. He's he's uh he's in you know he's he's been taken. He's he's in the uh, the government facility. Yeah. Guy comes in to check him out, and Stu starts coughing. Definitely, he did. He was very aware. can guess who my favorite character is. <laughs> my, my favorite character is Mother Abigail. You know, I, I you know, she was just, I mean, listen, she was 106 years old and still made her own bread. Made her own bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think everyone loves Mother Abigail. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I mean, you know, and, and she 
And she had, even though she had faith, she had faith in God, but she still questioned him. Yeah. And she That's still, you know, she wanted to know why That's this was on her. Even though she knew why. She wanted to know why. Yeah, why why are you doing why you know, uh, you know, uh she like I said, she knew why, but she was like, Lord Yeah, <clears throat> like, you know, like <clears throat> I don't want this, <laughs> but it was her lot. It was her lot, and and she knew that. But but just because you know something is your lot, it doesn't mean that you can't question. It doesn't mean that you can't be mad. You know, for a split second, you know, it, it just doesn't. So yeah, but yeah, that was she was my. Favorite um character. Now a close second, a, a very close second was Nick Andros. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. A very yeah, close yeah, second. And uh so who was everybody's least favorite character? And Mr. Richard, we'll start with you for this one. Who was your least favorite character on the stand? Carol the play? Louder. <laughs> In the first one? Yeah. As, as, as much as I like to, I hate Harold. Victorian <laughs> week. Yeah. He is annoying. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a great. He was a great actor. <laughs> and uh, 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 Miss Ingrid, how about you? Who was your uh, least favorite character in the stand? Well, I'm 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 just gonna say the general. General, uh, uh, General uh, Sarkey. Sarkey. He, 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 uh, I mean, he really made where you're supposed to be a general. You're supposed to be able to handle this stuff. Oh, you're not supposed to sit there and fall apart, fall apart in front of your whole captain and blow your brain. Uh huh. That? He was weak. He, that, that, that is totally not worth to, to face the reality of what these people did. A weaponized biohazard weapon. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're playing God. Bill. Uh, no. So that's you. You feel guilty and then you want to put a face in the top. You just want to hit. I guess you feel yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, Mr. Christosera, who was your uh, least favorite character? Well, my least favorite character, I think, was that uh, that guy that uh, who, who jumped Nick Ray Booth. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Me and you have the same. Guy. 
just Lee's so favorite character, I, yes. I would, uh, I, if I was Nick, I would have punched that guy. Uh, I wouldn't even have tried to give him food in the jail. Mm -mm. You know? I wouldn't have gave him Funny thing about the actor who played uh, Ray is that that actor is always a villain. He's always a scumbag. He must like to be stereotyped or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he likes playing the villain. But the, you know, Nick, 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 you know, lets him out of, he lets him out of jail, and then the guy spits in his face. I mean, oh, now, now that's totally yeah. Like, yeah, sure. That 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 that, that brown for me won't. Exactly. My friends on that one. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I for one think that if anybody wants to know what hatred looks like, it looks like Ray. Yeah. <laughs> it looks sure. like Ray because he, I mean, yeah. he was hateful for no reason. Nick didn't. Right. Nick couldn't even talk to the guy. What the heck? Yes, he did. He did. Ray did know that he was uh, uh, deaf and dumb. That's why. He, that's why he picked on him. He knew. Yeah, but, but I'm saying like at the beginning when he was tapping, uh, saying let's go get him, let's go get him. So, oh, when he was walking on the street. Yeah, yeah when he was right. walking on the street. I don't think he knew. He didn't know it. He didn't know at that point. Yeah. Exactly. He was making all sorts of noise and stuff like that behind yeah. him. Yeah. Never heard him coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I. I. Th oh, okay. I thought that he knew that he was uh, yeah, deaf and dumb. Yeah. No. That's why he Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because because his friend was. I remember his friend was like, "Well, why isn't he saying anything, right?" And he was like, "Well." By the time I'm done with him, he's going to be singing the Bethlehem of the Republic. You know, exactly. so I thought that maybe he yeah. knew that he was deaf and dumb, but yeah. he just didn't care. Yeah, one of the ways. Well, anyway, but like I said, that's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah, because... Because, uh, shoot, I, it sure doesn't because he was just hateful just to be hateful. <laughs> it don't even matter why he was hateful. He was hateful just to be hateful. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and my third question is what was your favorite scene now i love i love getting into the favorite scenes because you know uh a lot of us have a lot of different answers you know for the different for the favorite scenes and i i can't i always love to hear the different responses uh so um mr chris we'll go to you um uh, for this one um what was your favorite scene in the stand, the play? Well, I, I really liked uh, when chaos ensued. When, when, when everyone just started, 
burning everything and shooting each other. Oh yeah, going I mean, just going wild. Not that I'm a big fan of that, but uh, <laughs> in, in this story, yeah, I mean it was uh, it was a necessary thing. Uh huh. Yeah, this might be how people act in a situation like that. You yes. Yes. And um, it was it was a little disturbing, but it was it was kind of my favorite in the book too. In the book, it was my favorite part. That whole when everyone starts going crazy and bad, dancing on the police cars. Yeah, dancing on the police cars, and, and uh, just you know, guys walk around with shotguns and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, very disturbing. It, and it worked, you know. It, it did. And, and like I was saying in the beginning, they utilized that. It worked for the movie's advantage. Yes. Because because that's uh in in, in reality, that's probably what would happen. Heck, yeah, it, it sure. does happen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah, had, it, uh, it was full blown anarchy by that time. And, and we had, I think it was the, his name's Kareem on Dr. Jamar with the bell. Oh yeah, bring out your dad, and, and you know it, that was disturbing, very disturbing. It was. The monster is coming. The monster, the monster is coming. Yeah, he's here. The monster is here now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, well, on the commentary, I don't know if you guys have the DVD or not, but I have the DVD. And, yeah, and on the commentary, I think Mick Garris said that somebody on the production crew knew Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. And that's okay. how he got it. That's how he, yeah, got on. Yep. Yep. Cool. That's how he got the part. Cool. And uh, well, uh, Mr. Richard, uh, what was your favorite scene of uh, the scene? Uh, towards the end of part one, when Stu uh, tries to escape from the facility. Ah. So that was more than five minutes of the creepiest television. It was. And can we just point out that Gary Sinise was by himself yeah. and acted all that out. And he's going through this place, you know, people are dead all around. He makes it to the elevator and then the opening and closing door. Oh, yeah. 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 The doors are just opening and closing and the body falls out on top. Yeah. Oh. He makes it to the stairwell. He goes down two or three flights of stairs. Somebody grabs his leg. Come down and he's here. Oh, 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 with me, beautiful. It's so dark down here. He freaks out. <laughs> freaks out and somehow makes it out of the building. That that was my favorite scene. It was, it was creepy. I'm looking over my mother and she's like biting her nail. Okay. <laughs> she's biting her nail. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, that's my favorite. That scene. is it. That is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Ingrid, what's your favorite um, scene? It, well, pretty much anything that you 
Oh, yeah, oh, with uh, oh, with the scene really with um, Lyle. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and which I do, um, I, I, I picked the, the, the opening scene because, you know, like, um, like I say in almost all of my podcasts, you know, I like it when a scary movie can scare me from the jump, you know, and from the jump, I mean, from the very beginning, we see dead people. <laughs> And we see uh, Campion running with his family, you know, and then we see him, you know, we see that he, him and his family has succumbed to whatever it is that they had. So yeah, we also hear Don't Fear, we also hear Don't Fear the Reaper. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of yeah. my favorite yeah. songs. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that was, that. And I think King even said, while he was writing that, um, he said he when he was writing the stand, he wanted that song in the back of his head. Uh-huh. Just to remind him, you know, don't fear the reaper. I mean, it's, it's perfect. It is perfect. It really is. It's a perfect song for the perfect introduction. Yes. Yeah. Don't feel okay, I, I also want to say that the opening quote before anything even starts, you see that opening quote. This is the way the world ends. Yes. And you hear that ominous like a whimper, right? And you hear that. It was perfect. Yeah. I don't know what it was like. Some kind of sound. It sounded like wind, but it was a little bit. Yeah, I think it was wind. Very yeah. creepy. Yeah. Very creepy, very creepy, and and the crow, like Miss Ingrid said, you know they they utilized that crow very well. That crow was uh, it was a a perfect um, metaphor for what was to come. Yeah, symbolic. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, every time I see them, every time they still play. <laughs> and then I want to see him sitting on top. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. And now I move on to my other question, which is, uh, um, well, I don't think the movie ever really explained, and maybe the book did explain. I'm, I'm, uh, I can't, can't really remember because it's been so long since I've read the book. But why do you guys think the government created, uh, even created the superflu, uh, the superflu, to begin with? Uh, uh, we'll go with um, Mr. Rick first for this one. Why, why do you think uh, that the government created? Latrice, it's been a long time since I read the book. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't remember if they mentioned why this thing was created. In yeah, because I don't think they mentioned it in the movie either. Uh, I did a research. I'm almost positive they did. Yeah, I did a research on. It got a little bit. Oh, uh, why? So, yeah, that's why. Right. <laughs> well, Miss Ingrid, you did research on it, you said. So, uh, yeah. what do you uh, have? Yeah. Uh, it said, uh, it was, um, well, first of all, they wanted to have a, a, a weapon that, like they call Captain they call the Captain Trip. That's what it's called. That's what I had to look it up high. called Captain Trip. And they wanted to have a biological warfare weapon that could be killed. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> we are not worthy. Right. <laughs> I, I was just too curious for the last like three minutes. Why? Why would people do this? And I just took research looking and I just popped across it. And I was like, what in the what? And I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Are you that, that, that is one of the most, like you say, malicious, the most, that, that, that. You know, well, like, I'm like, like you guys, it's, it's, uh, um, I haven't read the book in a long time, and yeah. I forget a few things about it, but didn't they purposely go to another country with somebody that was infected and infect, like, Whoever else, uh, yeah, I think I think so. Uh, if memory serves, smashed a bunch of vials on it or something. Well, I got what five different first of it, so I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I yeah, they keep um, they they do keep redoing it, <laughs> they keep, yeah. you know, they keep adding stuff, you know, for the sand. And, and everything, yeah. so we we really don't know, but but so, but yeah. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Chris, uh, Lucera, do you have um, an opinion? Because I have an opinion, well, but I want I want everybody well, I mean, else to go first. It's like they were saying, like you know, the the, the uh, biological warfare. Yeah, you know, they want to defend themselves and experiment with these. You know, with these viruses, and it just it got out. Oh, it's pretty much what it is. Yeah, that's what I get out of it. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, I was going to do, um, I was going to do this thing last year, actually, uh, when when the pandemic had hit. But I told myself, I said, you know what, that might be a little bit too fresh. Because the pandemic had just started, right? Right. And right. and and I thought, well, <laughs> well, everybody is already up in arms. I don't want to get, you know, and and Stephen King had already began to get bombarded with a lot of stuff. You know, he he had to let everybody know that this is not Captain Trips. You know, yeah, <laughs> this is. This is, you know, Captain Chips had a 99.99%. Yeah. Uh, death, uh, death rate. You know, this doesn't, you know, this has something to do. But we have, I mean, you got to admit the, the, it's uncanny how, how uh, similar it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's very, it's a very yeah. similar virus. Really is. And it is crazy. Yeah. And, you know. A lot of the symptoms are the same. Uh, yeah. The symptoms yeah. are the same. High fever, coughing. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 um, uh, delusions. 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 You know, the, the, the hot, the sweat. The sweat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A lot of the same, you know, and um, so in my opinion, I I think the government didn't know what they were making. 
Um, that could be. That could be. They didn't know how bad it was going to get. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. they knew how bad it was because, because you know, that they knew that, you know, Campion, you know, had escaped. So, yeah, they, since he escaped, they knew, you know, like General Saki knew that it was, you know, that it, it was over. It was over. But, but I don't think they knew that. And it's, and it's kind of like this pandemic now. Uh, my mom and I know a lady from a church that we used to go. Uh, we used to go to church with this um, lady back when we lived in Detroit, Michigan. And she actually almost died from the COVID-19. And, uh, and she, it, it, she put it on Facebook. It was a little testimony uh, because she did survive it. But she said, she said, this thing here is of the devil. And it, it's here to take us out. Yeah. And I really do believe that it is here to take all of us out. It, it's just a matter of time. And, it, and it's kind of like how I, I felt when, you know, watching the stand as well, you know, without, you know, uh, I was like, oh, wow, this, this virus ain't playing with either, with any one of them, you know, it, it, any one of them could have got caught the flu at any time. It, Including Stu, including Franny, including Nick, you know, any any one of them could could have caught it at any time. It it, it just so happened, you know, it just so happened that they didn't catch it. They, they weren't. The yeah, their their bodies were where or whatever that. Whatever it was. Whatever it was, it, 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 I mean, and it's kind of like even even here because you know, I, I live in a house with my mom, my grandma, my brother, my brother, his fiance, their two kids, and my son. My sister in law has had COVID nineteen twice. What? Twice. Oh my lord! And but neither one of us, nobody else in the house caught it except for her. And and me and my son, we had to go stay with um, you know, my fiance um uh for two weeks. Thank God he has his own apartment because I don't know what we would have done. Because you know, his immune system is that isn't, you know. Uh, you know, he was a preemie at birth, at birth. Yeah. So, so we, you know, his, his, his immune system isn't really developed all that much. So, so, uh, we had to go, you know, with my fiance for two weeks. But I say that to say that, like I, like I just said, we, anybody could have caught it, you know. It was just by chance that nobody else did, you know, and I'm talking about the stand now. Yeah. You know. So actually, so, the, the, people, the, the people that were immune to it, immune to it, I, you know, some friend hanging around, they start talking. That's when you knew they had it. And you never heard anybody else that didn't have it. Have a problem. 
Southern schools like they were over here. I don't know what. Right. Now, you know what, guys? I don't know if I wrote this question down for you guys. And I, I thought I thought I did, but maybe I didn't. Um, the question is, whose death scene was hard to watch for you? I'm not sure if I had put that um, in the group chat or not. I did? Okay. Okay. Uh, whose death scene was hard to watch for you? And, uh, Mr. Chris, we'll go on to you for this one. Oh, well, sorry. I'll tell you, the, 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 uh, the one for me wasn't, didn't, ha didn't involve any of the actors that were in it, any of the main actors. Mm -hmm. the, the, the most disturbing one for me, and uh, the chaos ensued, and there was one scene, it was real quick, where there was an, uh, an older couple. And he, he was laying in her lap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was looking up. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I was looking up for the sky, and she was kind of tapping on him. And she, she, you know, he, I don't know if he was dead or... Yeah. But that was really, really disturbing. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was sad. It really got to me. Yes. I mean, that, that, if you see something like that, you know, there... Uh, like, like you said, the chaos going all around. Yeah, well, got to me was that nobody was caring. You know, no, nobody stopped to say, "Oh, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss" or something like that. You know, it was just, "Oh, let me go loot the store right here." No one cared. It was just a shame. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Lee. If, if you blink, you miss it. You yeah, know? that's true. That's true. Thing. If you, yeah, yeah, if you looked away yeah. for a split second, you did miss yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see everything going on. I think it was sad when Larry Edwards' mom died. Yes, really yeah. yes, Miss Laura. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's what I put in my notes. That that's that was my most disturbing death scene. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. a emotions, and you see taking Yeah. So unnerving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually scared me a little. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially when she pops up, she's like Larry. Yeah. And, yeah, that that was. A, I mean, as as petrifying as it was to see her like that, that was a good jump scare for the audience. Yeah, it was. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Mr. Richard, how about you? Uh, what was your uh, most disturbing death scene? Um, I got two. Okay. One is Larry's mom. Yeah. I mean, that was uncomfortable enough to watch the first time. But um, my mother, my own mom, passed away in 2005 from cancer. Oh, I, can't, I can't watch Larry's mom go. Mm -hmm. And my mom more or less went the same way. It was slow. Oh, yeah. It was painful. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's number one. 
Uh, number two was Kathy Bates' cameo. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Kathy Bates' cameo. She was the radio talk show host. Uh, she's talking to people who are sick and dying, and the government breaks into her studio, grabs her, yep. takes her out, and shoots her. Yep. And they wanted her to shut up. Mm -hmm. yeah. call them people and bothered me. That was disturbing. That was disturbing. Yeah. And what was her character? Uh, uh, Ray Flowers. Ray Flowers. Ray Flowers. Ray Flowers. Yeah. Ray Flowers. And yeah. the book, it was a guy. Yep. Yeah. 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 They had a lot of good cameos in, uh, in the first part. Yes, they did. Yeah. 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 We will get to that. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a fun character she was. We will oh, get to it tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so my last question uh, is um, how does the stand, the plague, pertain to the Bible? And, uh, well, you know, <laughs> it just, it, it, you know, it, it just does, you know. Uh, oh, it looks, it, it's got, it has everything to do with it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time. And, yeah, uh, uh, really well, I'll, I'll go first for this question. And, uh, you know, I, for one, and, and, and I'm not saying that uh, Mr. King is, uh, is a believer or not a believer? I, I have no idea. I don't know if he's ever spoke about his faith or if he has a faith or anything like that. I'm not really sure. But I do believe that God does speak to him. Uh, uh, I, I, I just really do. I believe that God speaks to him and he writes. These stories, these uh, uh, even even with the horror-filled stories, they still tell an incredible, me meaningful. I mean, it, it, you know, yeah. it, the 1990 version and the 2017 and 2019 versions. I mean, all filled with just prophetic stories. Right. You know, just you know, they're very prophetic, and The Stand is a very prophetic movie. And you know, um, a scripture that I had got, um, and I think I wrote it down here. Let me see if I wrote it down. Uh, yes, um, John fifteen and sixteen. Uh, it says, "Uh, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you." And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, 
And I kind of think that that uh, that's how the stand, even in the first one, was playing out. Because because here we had Stu was was the remaining was one of the remaining people. Brand Goldsmith, um, you know, we saw her the last time we saw her. She was with her father. Um. Uh. Larry Underwood, the last time we saw him, he was with his mother, but he was not sick, you know, and then we, we saw Nick Andros, you know, the last time we saw him, you know, he was in the jail cell, you know, with the two, or with, yeah, with the one that was sick, you know, so, so we saw, you know, these remaining characters, and you, ha I mean, and they were chosen, they were chosen to go to go to Mother Abigail. Abigail herself was chosen to lead these people. You know, so uh, that's what, what I get. You know, that's how I pertained it to the Bible uh, for myself. And, uh, well, Miss Ingrid, how about you, hon? Uh, how does it pertain to the Bible for you? Well, I had wrote down Revelation 6, 8, Right, <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> but uh, uh, basically, I'm, I I see it as Babylon. Mm. Uh, Babylon uh, with Las Vegas kind of exists because of the fact of everything. That was iniquities and sins and things that you weren't supposed to be doing. So, Las Vegas is which is, you know, that's, that's kind of heavy to me, you know. And, um, uh, knowing that, uh, that the city is like Babylon and, and has that, that that feeling of knowing that where people are taking their, you know, what I guess making their choice. So yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I I think it's the same with Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Mr. Moylan, I know you are Jewish. Uh, I don't know um, uh, if if uh, the stand uh, goes along with your faith or not with the Jewish it's, it's faith. It's funny. Um, I, I, I talked to my rabbi. Oh, yeah. Uh, I told him that uh, what the deal, you know, about the podcast, we were talking about the stand. Uh -huh. He doesn't read Stephen King, but I told him more or less what the stand was about. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I he, he directed me towards, um, in the Torah, the book of Micah. And um, I'm jumping the gun a little bit here. Mm -hmm. But the, the, first, the first chapter one, verse one of the book of Micah is what I thought was really interesting. Okay. I mean, it, it, I'm just going to read what it says. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and it shall be at the end of the days that the mountain of the Lord's house 
shall be firmly established at the top of the mountains and it shall be raised above the hills and people shall stream upon it. Mm. Now, I thought that was really interesting because in, in the book and in the movies, we all know, like Ingrid pointed out, Vegas is the city of sin. Yeah. And that's where Flag and his followers wind up. Uh, we will get do, there, too. <laughs> right. Where do Mother Abigail and her followers wind up? In the mountains of Colorado. Yes, uh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So I right off the bat, I, that is the first thing I read. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I need to do a little bit more digging and, into the Torah and what it says about the end of the, end of the world and Tomorrow yeah. night and next week, I'll, I'll yeah. try and have some more for you. But I, I that that, that yeah. just left out right, right right there, and it just like blew me away. Wow, that was a great. Oh my gosh, I'm going. Uh, do you mind putting that on the group page um, tonight, um, Mr. Richard? Sure. Yes, I, I would love it. Oh my gosh, that's a great. Oh my god. Uh-huh. You a- you can knock me over with a feather with that one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and Mr. Chris Lucera, I I know that you're an atheist. Uh uh but do you have an opinion on this or no? Well, right. like I said before, it, it has everything to do with the Bible. I mean, it's uh well, you know, me and the Bible told the stories. So Yeah. Here's a story for you right here, and yes, sir. enjoying this one. By the way, Richard, my wife here is Jewish. Fellow Jew. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I was born, I was uh, raised Catholic. Uh, Me too. I, was yeah. I went to Catholic school and got beat up by the nun. Ugh. Oh, I, I do not I like, like nuns, man. man. I mean, <laughs> I didn't like my handwriting. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> the, the, only thing, the, only thing I, the only thing I do right handed is sign my name. I do everything else left handed. So it's not straight. <laughs> yeah, <we are. laughs> my fiance is left handed. Yeah, my dad was left handed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they do say that. Very, uh, very intelligent. They do say that left-handed people are more creative, but uh, hey, I, I'm I, I'm with Ingrid. I'm right-handed and I'm creative. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, but uh, oh, Mr. Chris, I'm sorry. You said that you had a story for us. No, I was just saying the story of the stand. You know, it's it pertains pretty much everything to the Bible. I think King himself said that. Uh, the end of the stand had a lot to do with the book of Revelation. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, we, uh, we'll get there. 
yeah. Next week is going to so, be very, very. Uh, the episodes that we're doing next week is very, very powerful. Oh, real powerful. Very powerful next week. I am making a point to do my research and come up with more. <laughs> well, yeah, please do your research. Say something. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mine. You know, Chris and I believe in God, but guess what? God believes in you. That's, That's right. right. And Nick Andrews is supposed to be an atheist. That kind of that kind of threw me for a loop too. Yeah. Well, you know, we are I'm jumping there. way ahead of ourselves, guys. <laughs> we will get to all of that. We will get. I promise, we're going to get to it. But for now, <laughs> but for right now, though. Uh, I don't have any five fun facts to share. And that is not because that there's no fun facts to share, because there's a lot. But I wanted to wait until Friday's episode to share to share um, the five fun facts. So so on Friday and next Friday is when uh, I'll share the five fun facts. Okay. Yeah, but however, yeah. I do have a list of names um, from, from the cast of group that has passed on. And uh, um, I only ha have like one, two, three. I have five names uh, that I uh, for uh, for just this episode alone. Now the second episode, I, I I'm going to add more names to the list, of course. But for the plagues episode, there is um, of course Ruby D. Uh, she yeah, passed Ruby away. Mother Abigail, she died June 11th, 2014, at the age of 91 of natural causes. God bless her. God bless she her. She lived a great life. She, she sure did. And she looked good right up until, right, I mean, even at 91 years old, she still looked good. She had took a picture. Yeah. Um, uh, the second one is, um, a very sad one. As a matter of fact, I still can't believe he has passed on. Uh, Miguel Ferrer. Oh, yeah. Yes. Lloyd Henry. Lloyd Henry. Yeah, I still, I, I'm, my, my mind was blown when I heard. I'm like, oh my gosh. Did you guys know that? I think that it was him that was in the house. When um when the girl from Portuguese was killed, I think he was there oh. with her. Oh, I know they were very good friends. Run that back yeah. again, Latrice. Who was it? Uh, the girl who uh, plays Dana on Portuguese. Oh yeah. The older sister. I okay. Yes, I forget her real name right now. <laughs> I know she's a Griffin. <laughs> Uh, she's then Griffin's Dominique. daughter. Dominique. Yes, Dominique Griffin. Uh, she, um, uh, you know, her abusive ex-boyfriend killed her. Well, I think Miguel Ferrer was in the house when, when, when that happened. I think well, he was. I didn't know that. So I did not know that. Yeah, I think he was. I think it was him. Because I, I know they were very good friends. I, I read that. 
but and I know what a, a male friend was in the house with her. I'm not sure if it was. I might be remembering remembering the story wrong, so I'll have to research it. But I'm pretty sure it was him that was in the house. I do okay, know that. I do know that they were very good friends. They were boyfriend and girlfriend or anything like that. They were just really good friends. Just friends. Wow. Yeah, but um, he passed away. Um, of throat cancer at the age of 61 years old, uh, January 19th, 2017. I'll tell you real quick, I, I'd like to, uh, uh, to tell you guys, I don't know if you've ever seen Twin Peaks. Yeah. I, I no, haven't. Watched it. No. Twin Peaks, I'm telling you, you would love it. Miguel Ferrer is in that. Yeah, um, I think he's in this. Yeah, he's in the first but he is tremendous. I like him. Man. Oh, I wow. You can have make me go on YouTube and <laughs> YouTube like some Twin episodes. I think Twin Peaks is the best thing that ever happened. Telling you right now. Yeah. Where I remember Miguel Ferrer from was the scumbag businessman he played Robocop. As a matter of fact, there's a, a, a few other actors that are in the stand that are also in Twin Peaks. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, he's, he's a major, major uh, character in that. Well, since we're talking about characters that we know him from, um, uh, I knew him from uh, Crossing Jordan. <laughs> you know the show that oh, came yeah, on Channel yeah. Four. I, I loved Carson Jordan. I was so I was so upset when they canceled it. Oh yeah, yeah, he sure was. Yeah, yes, I am that too. Yeah, he was the he was the main guy. Okay, and now this next one really surprised me. Okay, especially when I found out who he was and what he starred in, okay? Uh, Rick Aviles, the rat man. Cause you know, and if you blink, you missed him too. Cause you know, we don't see the rat man until, uh, well we see him in this one for a split second, but then we don't see him until the last episode. But if you, yes, but because remember Larry bumps into him. Well, if you guys remember Ghost. Yes, and that's what I could not believe. I I, I, yeah. I wrote all this down yesterday, and I'm writing, and I'm like, like wait a minute. He was in Ghost? He was Willie. He was Willie. I could not believe that. I'm like, wait a minute. The guy who killed Patrick Swayze. Yes. I could not believe it. I was like, wait a minute. When did Ghost come out? I, I had to ask my fiance. I'm like, when did Ghost come out? He's like, well, it, it then you know he researched it for me, and he said 1990, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, wait a minute, the stand came out in '94, and he was in Ghost, you know. I'm thinking like Ghost came out in like '92 or '93, but uh, but yeah, he um he passed away on March 17th. 1995 so, so it was like a year after the stand uh he that died from complication 
of age, and he was just 42 years wow. old. Yeah, he was a great actor too. Yeah. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I, I, but then you could, I guess, I guess you could tell that he was sick because uh, he was very skinny. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You could tell. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was very skinny. Uh, Mary Ethel Gregory. Uh, she plays um, Alice Underwood, Larry Underwood's mother. Uh, she passed away on February the 22nd, 2005, at the age of 79. And then um, the last one is William Newman, Dr. Soam. He died May 27th, 2015. So, uh, so far, that, and that's all, you know, that's just from the first segment. So tomorrow I'll have more deaths for you guys. But, but, um, and then now we move on to my groupers reaction, which, um, my uh, very good friend and ad group admin, Miss Ingrid, has for me. Miss Ingrid, Hit, hit us. Yeah. Hit us, Ingrid. Uh, I'm going to hit you. Okay. Leah um, <laughs> McLaughlin. Leah. Leah McLaughlin. Yeah, Leah McLaughlin. It, it was mixed for me. I love Gary Sneed. He was perfect for, for the... Um, Yes. Well, well, we can get into that tomorrow. Um, It seemed to me that Matt Brewer just running around uh, singing Larry Underwood's song very badly and just just blowing things up at random. And I like for you. Yeah, yeah. 
and you know what because they don't show him on the um on the first one right they don't show him at all on the first one so yeah uh yeah uh, he's not even in it in the first one he's they show him on the second one so we'll we'll get into all of that we're gonna dig even further well well we're gonna dig even further you know since it's the second one you know it you know uh uh it's called uh the dreams you know that uh we're, we're gonna get into so much more i mean we just kind of like put a dent in everything today you know so but tomorrow is going to be like even more, you know. So I, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Uh, I, oh my gosh, I can't wait for it. So, well, Mr. Chris, I hope you enjoyed your first podcast. I had a tremendous time and it was awesome. I can't wait for the next one. Yes, I cannot wait until tomorrow when we're all here. Hopefully, Matt will be okay and he can join us tomorrow. I hope he will. I'll tell you what, this, is, this is past my bedtime. <laughs> yes. Well, well I, I'm sure. I'm sure all of you at home, all of my listeners, can hear my son. So yes, it's past his bedtime too. <laughs> Just going on a nut right now, my God. <laughs> so yeah, but 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 yes, we are going to go even further into everything tomorrow, and I cannot wait. And until yes, uh, until then, listeners, this has been Latrice Carter, Mr. Chris Nucera, and his wife Laura Nucera. Uh, Richard Moylan and Miss Ingrid Hubert, and we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. <laughs>